In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amin. Uh, welcome back. We're looking now at chapter three of the book, Interior Freedom. And in this chapter, Father Jacques Philippe talks about the very important theme of the dynamism of faith, hope, and love. And as you remember in our introduction, uh, we spoke about the centrality of these virtues of faith, hope, and love as being really the, the cornerstone foundation of the interior freedom that he speaks about throughout the book. And so just taking a look at one of the quotes from Father Jacques Philippe in one of his other works, um, a book titled Fire and Light, he says regarding these three virtues, faith frees us from doubt, error, lies, blindness, and nonsense. Hope frees us from fear, discouragement, worry, and guilt. And love frees us from egoism, avarice, turning in on ourselves, and a narrow, meaningless life without value or fruitfulness. So a very uh, beautiful quote and, and uh, so much there that can be unpacked and reflected on. Um, but again, uh, this is not from, this quote is not from Interior Freedom, but from one of his other books. And uh, I'm assuming that uh, if this is your first time reading one of Father Jacques Philippe's books, uh, that you will uh, enjoy it so much that you will um, explore some of his other books, and they are all all wonderful, excellent, and and in a similar fashion as Interior Freedom, they're um, they're books that can be uh, read in a in a relatively short period of time, and excellent for periods like Lent and Advent and and so on. So on page ninety five, he says. For Christians, maturity means the ability to live by faith, hope, and love. Christians are not people who follow a set of rules. Christians are first and foremost people who believe in God, hope for everything from Him, and want to love Him with all their hearts and to love their neighbors. The commandments, of, the commandments prayer, the sacraments, and all the graces that come from God, including the loftiest mystical experiences, have just one purpose, to increase our faith, hope, and love. I think this point is extremely important when we think about the spiritual life and um, simplifying the spiritual life. We could say, as, as he um, indicates in this quote, that really everything that we do in the spiritual life, everything from our, our liturgical life, from our personal devotional life, from all of the, sacraments, the sacramental um, experiences of the church, um, Everything has as its goal the increase of faith, hope, and love. And um, as we'll see um, in in uh, in these quotes here, that uh, faith and um, hope and love are the three great virtues by which we live now. But but two of them are provisional. Um, on page 103, he says, the Holy Spirit's aim in our life is to awaken the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity in us and make them grow. All the other charisms, gifts, or operations of grace are only means he uses to increase faith, hope, and love. In the Western tradition, the virtues of faith, hope, and love are called the theological virtues. And theological here meaning that they have as their object um, God and that differentiates them from other virtues, which are good even at a human level. One could speak about, for example, the virtues of fortitude or prudence or justice, and these have uh, value 
in our relationships w- with others and our relationship in the world. But faith, hope, and love in terms of the object being God really only have uh, a sort of divine goal um, and don't relate to earthly virtues, but they are heavenly virtues. So he goes on to say that faith and hope are provisional. They exist only for this earth and will pass away. In heaven, faith will be replaced by sight and hope by possession. Only love will never pass away. It will never be replaced by anything else because it is the goal of all. On this earth, love is the fullest participation in the life of heaven, and faith and hope exist for its sake. So there are many beautiful meditations on these three virtues. You could think of um, faith and hope as being the wings of love, uh, or you could think of, of a tree in terms of its roots and its trunk and its branches. And um, all of these are, are wonderful ways of thinking about the importance of these three great virtues of faith, hope, and love in the Christian life. But again, I would I would say that you know one way of looking at the spiritual life is to is to think in terms of how everything that we do has as its goal and its end in this life to increase our faith, our hope, and our love for God, and ultimately also our love for our neighbor. Um, and that love is that which will remain throughout all eternity. And he relates faith and hope and love also with the dynamism of sin. He says on page 108, faith then produces hope and hope makes love possible and helps it grow. This dynamism of the theological virtues is the fruit of grace, the work of the Holy Spirit, but it passes through the cooperation of our will. This positive dynamism is opposed point by point to the negative dynamism of sin. So he correlates this relationship between faith leading to hope and love um, and sort of the antithesis of that is doubt which leads to distrust and distrust ultimately leads to sin we see that in the in the garden that the the serpent the devil um, sows distrust in uh, in adam and eve and suggesting that somehow god is holding back something good for them that somehow God is deceiving them, or that God is, is again, you know, uh, withholding something that rightfully should be theirs. And so he begins by instilling distrust. And that's always, again, at the root of, of sin, is this distrust. And one example um, that we can take from another one of Father Jacques-Philippe's books uh, called The Eight Doors of the Kingdom. It's a book that explores the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. Again, another wonderful uh, book of Father Jacques-Philippe. And he gives this example of forgiveness and how forgiveness is ultimately related to the, the sin of unforgiveness is ultimately related to a lack of faith. So he says, if we have faith and hope that whatever the evil God can make a still greater good of it, that wounds that wounds inflicted by the actions of another will not only be healed one day, but will become a source of life and happiness far exceeding the evil that was done, forgiving will be easier. No longer do we have grounds for holding grudges against those who have wronged us if faith and hope testify that God will give us some greater good than the evil we have suffered. So here it's, it's very important because he roots the power of forgiveness, not in some psychological um, 
you know, uh, characteristic or, or hope of having sort of peace of mind and, and a sort of, um, you know, detachment from, from the person who's hurt us, but it's rooted in, in faith. It's rooted in this, again, this theological virtue of faith that we forgive because we believe, we believe in God who by calling us to forgive will bring about a greater good from the evil that was done to us. And so we can let go, we can forgive, and we can even with time forget because faith uh, instructs us so and faith gives us the strength to do so. So we see this beautiful correlation between uh, faith, hope, and love and, um, and sin. So again, another brief reflection on, on this chapter and uh, looking forward to being with you in chapter four. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, to the ages of ages. Amen.